We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the random episode of a British sci-fi TV series. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by my plucky companion. It's Chris. Ooh, I like plucky, but I prefer somber. I'm a sad companion, one always bringing the Doctor down, pointing out the worst in every situation, challenging his optimistic views on the universe. I ruined the Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. You could probably bring down Peter Capaldi because he's quite grumpy. He You'd is, have yeah. a hard time bringing down Matt Smith's Doctor. He's quite upbeat. Chris Verkleston, I could definitely bring him down. Oh yeah, he's, he's on a knife edge. <laughs> he's he's re- yeah, he's just finished destroying Gaffrey and everything, so he's he's down. David Tennant's Doctor, he seems pretty okay. No, he has some down moments. That's why Matt Smith's Doctor's so over the top, cheery, happy. I Especially don't... when he realizes that he's starting up going a bit wrong, isn't he? When he messes with time and stuff. That's when I hit him. It's all your fault, Doctor. <laughs> Hit him with a truth bomb. And you'd have I think you'd have trouble with depressing Jodie Whittaker's doctor as well. At the moment. Yeah. We'll see as it goes on. I reckon something <laughs> will hit though. You reckon you could wear her down? I reckon I could. You sick fucker. She's already had one death of like Why a, do you want to destroy companion. the doctor? I don't want to. I'm just always there when things go wrong to point it out. No, you're getting kicked out of the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh hi Chris. Alright. I've been better. You've worn me down. <laughs> Good. <laughs> to celebrate the fact that Jodie Whittaker has successfully made the transition into Doctor Who, you've you've seen a new episode. I've new seen episode, the new episode. Yeah. 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 Did you like it? No Tardis. Where's it's, my Tardis? It's coming. Did you like what we got? Yeah, I thought it was all right. All right, then stop complaining. You fucking nerd. <laughs> no Tardis. So we're talking about the 2007 episode Blink, starring Carrie Mulligan, who you'll know. From lots of other films that she's done. Such as? The Great Gatsby. Never seen it. Oh, yes, I have actually. It was a good film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling aggressive to Dan. I don't know why. You've put me in the wrong mood. I put you in the right mood to deal with the alien threat. Pretty big alien threat in Blink. There is. It was voted the best episode of the season that year. It won Stephen Moffat a BAFTA for writing. It's not too shabby. An episode that hardly contained the Doctor was voted the best of the season. What does that tell you? It was well written, well executed. They wanted him out. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted a Doctor Who series without Doctor Who. Yeah. And he's called the Doctor, not Doctor Who. We're not starting all this stuff. Continue with your Blink if episode. If he's not called Doctor Who, why was he credited Doctor Who oh, for like goodness. 18 years, Chris? Because they mm-hmm. messed it. He's not anymore, Tell is it? That. Not anymore. Tell me why I can't call him Doctor Who. Because now I'm he's credited. I'm going to do it for the rest of the episode. Now she's credited as the Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Who is lost in time. <laughs> and he leaves a series of Easter eggs and clues in order to rescue himself and save... Uh, a bunch of people from being killed by these weeping angels, which are terrifying alien monsters. They don't actually kill you, though, do they? Well, they kill you. Well, they they do kill you, but they kill you in the doctor's words kindly. They zap you back in time, so all of your potential future energy is all was sucked up by them, and they eat it, and it's delicious, and they let you live to death. But also, in future episodes that the Weeping Angels are in, they'll just snap your neck. Yeah, they get a bit aggressive, don't they? Yeah. I prefer the old angels. Where they kill you kindly, rather than kill you by twisting your head around. Yeah, I'm glad we're dealing with that. The nicer ones. Yeah, there's always a way to get back forward again. The Doctor and... Is it Martha? It's Martha Jones, the companion in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Although they can't actually save the people that they interact with, because if they do, then they can't get the TARDIS back. 
because they need them to go forward in time to deliver messages to Sally Sparrow, who's essentially the protagonist of this episode of Doctor Who. Let's get into it properly, Chris. The episode is the first one directed in 22 years by a a female uh, by the name of Hattie MacDonald, the previous episode directed by a lady. Would you like to have a guess, Chris? Well, I'm guessing it's not from New Who. Is it from Classic Who? It is, yes. Was it... I bet it was a John Putrie episode or Tom Baker I don't know. It's not pear trees. Pew- I'll just tell Pew you. tree. Go on. <laughs> the Mark of the Rani. I have maybe heard of that. What, Doctor? I don't know. Whoever what? fought the Rani. <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes. Well, that's useless. I think the Rani was a Time Lord. Yeah, I know. You've shouted at me before for not knowing who the Rani was. Oh. Well, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, so Sally Sparrow. She's taking some pictures of this uh, old, creepy, haunted house. She sees some writing on the wall that says, Beware the Weeping Angels. And she tears off some wallpaper and it says Owen oh, Duck and really Duck Sally Sparrow Duck she's kind of freaked out by the fact that her name is written on this uh, she does duck because a rock comes flying through the window thrown by a weeping angel if it had hit her I think it would have killed her it was, it was a forceful rock weren't it yes so she turns around and there's a weeping angel there but she's a bit suspicious she tears off the last bit of the wallpaper and it says love from the doctor that's who's just saved her from having her skull Caved, caved in, in yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we cut to the credits, which was missing in the new season. I might add, it's coming. Relax. Sally goes to her friend Kathy Nightingale. Uh, she just lets herself into her flat. Uh, Kathy's got her brother Larry wandering around naked. He's staying with her for a bit. Uh, there's a there's an interaction between Larry and Sally. And, uh, yeah, he gets some clothes on and Sally tells Kathy about what happened and she's kind of freaked out about this. So they both decide to go back in the day, you know, where it's less spooky. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Wait, did she go at night the first time around? Yes. You never go to old creepy houses at night. I know. That's the number one rule in, like, horror survival. It is. This is kind of a horror movie in 45 minutes. It's not your kind of horror movie, because if it was, Sally would have had her head bludgeoned in by that rock and there'd have been blood spatter everywhere. Yeah, it would have been quite brutal. Yeah, but um, it's it's very effective. Do you remember when you first saw this episode? I do, yeah. Were you freaked out by the angels? Not as much as two of the Christopher Eccleston episodes that freaked me out even more. Are you my mummy? Yeah, that, that scared the <laughs> shit out of me. And so did the um, the Gelth with the dead bodies, you know, in the funeral home. Oh, when they yeah, possess the spooky them. zombie thing. Yeah, zombie type thing. Because at that point, I was still freaked out by zombie i haven't watched any zombie films at that point you blame eccleston for your affinity with zombies well afterwards i thought screw it let's do these zombie <laughs> films and I, I got i got it well into them i thank eccleston <laughs> but yeah no i thought this was um a quite a freaky thing i'd like to see a feature length movie no no need for the doctor or anything in it but it'd be good to see like a weeping angel type movie or something i like this episode but every time the angels come back it's kind of diminishing returns they kind of overexpose them in in some ways especially with that two-parter where they actually show the angels moving i thought that was a bad move yeah they're not meant to move are they no. if you can see them no. yeah there's a fan theory sometimes the characters aren't actually looking at the angels but they're not moving even though the character is looking away that the reason the angels aren't moving is because we're looking at them the audience huh huh because they should be moving because in reality in the film reality no one's looking at them but fourth wall breaking we're looking at them right that the doesn't angels, happen though, uh, we see uh, a move no. so. 
true. In that one episode, which isn't the Matt Smith episode. Yes. Yeah, that was okay. But Blink was a better. Oh, definitely. Of it, yeah. Because yeah. there's that threat. It's just a regular person trying to figure out this Doctor Who nonsense, which is difficult when you're not the Doctor. Yeah. Because he's got the power of screenwriting and of Sonic and a magic wand <laughs> to sort all of his problems out. So, yeah. Getting back on track, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sally and Kathy, they go back to the house during the daytime. And there's a knock at the door when they're investigating. Kathy says she's going to stay behind in this spooky room where the writing was, just in case whoever's knocking at the door is a crazy person because this is an abandoned house. Who would come to an abandoned house? Druggies. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Me. You're getting too dark. (laughs) Sally opens the door and it's this wide-eyed man who's got a letter for Sally. Because Sally is distracted, Kathy is snuck up on by a weeping angel and is zapped back in time to 1920. Oh, dear. Oh, because isn't this guy's turned up? He's one of... Kathy's grandchildren or something, isn't it? Yes, it's Kathy's grandchild. We also get cutbacks to Kathy in the twenties where she's talking to this bloke who turns out to be her husband. And when a man loves a woman, Chris, they make children <laughs> she who had... can deliver letters. I'm to... surprised she does all this. She's adapted very well to going, Oh well, my life's over now. There's a World War Two coming along that I've got to look forward to. Yeah. And one. No, we're not talking about one. <laughs> talking about two. It was the Great War. Oh, Kathy's grandson leaves the letter with Sally. Sally reads the letter. There's a couple of pictures and stuff in there saying that how um, Kathy was getting on. And, you know, she, she lived a full life. She had some kids and a family. So she's not t- too beaten up about... No Wi-Fi. ...being killed. Yeah, I mean... Netflix. No. Nothing. Blockbusters, though. Would she have got the blockbusters? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, maybe. We'll never know. But uh, yeah, this freaks out Sally a bit. But it's nice to know that she had a life. In the letter, it just says, it also says that Kathy's not got much family, only her brother Larry. So Sally needs to tell Larry that Kathy's not coming back. Otherwise, you know, Larry's going to send some police looking for her. And, you know, they can't find They're her not gonna in find time. Her. Yeah. Sally goes to tell Larry in the DVD shop, which is where we see uh, the Doctor Who Doctor Who's <laughs> Easter egg. Don't glare at me. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and uh, it's the Doctor having this one-sided conversation. Larry's been studying it. He's been writing down like the conversation and writing essays on the internet to try and find out what's been going on mm. and who Doctor Who is. Ooh. Who the Doctor is! <laughs> it's going to be fun. Larry provides Sally with a list of the DVDs that this Easter egg is on. And uh, she goes off. And just as she's leaving the DVD shop, Larry's boss says, why don't you go to the police? Shouting at a DVD that he's watching. Nobody ever goes to the police. And this sparks a light bulb in Sally's mind. And she goes, hmm, maybe I should go to the police. And she does. And says, what exactly? Well, she goes to the police. And it turns out that there's one officer there, Billy Shipman, been investigating these cars that have just driven up to this spooky house the owners of the cars have just vanished they've disappeared but all the cars have been left there they've even found a police box there which billy puts down to someone's idea of a prank how did they move the police box with a crane 
surely a crane should be able to pick it up though. I thought you, was... you can like move it, but you can't get into it. While Sally was looking for Kathy, she did manage to pick up a key which one of the weeping angels had a hold of. So Sally's now got the key to the TARDIS, but she doesn't put two and two together up until she leaves the uh, police station. Uh, Billy, he's a smooth operator. He manages to get Sally's number and, you know, there's a bit of chemistry back and forth. Uh, life is short and you are hot. So Oh my. Yeah. Billy's been saying that nobody can get into the police box. Um, Billy scores, gets Sally's number. Sally wanders off, uh, leaving Billy alone in the police garage. Uh, just as all four of the weeping angels show up, and he's staring one down, looking it right in the eye, and then he blinks, and then he is zapped all the way back to 1969 where the doctor finds him and just says hey man you're in the 60s now things are good gonna luck get, <laughs> good luck things are gonna get rough and he gives billy a message to take back to sally when he's old and gray but chris let's yeah. get on to some survival you are zapped back to the 60s i demand the doctor takes me back to the present i'm not delivering no message for you <laughs> The Doctor can't, okay? That's off the table. He can when he gets his TARDIS back. He can't because then you haven't gone back in order to help the Doctor get his TARDIS. So that's off the table, okay? Maybe you get zapped back and it's like completely unrelated. Uh, The Doctor doesn't find you. You've got no relation to Sally. You're just one of the random people that went up to the house, uh, Uh left your car running, and then got zapped by the angels. You say you figure it out fairly quickly. You're an intelligent man. (laughs) Thank you. You could probably figure out that you're back in the 70s or something. Uh-huh. How would you cope with being in, in the swinging 60s? <laughs> in the swinging 60s or the, yeah. the 70s or any... I don't know. How would you be able to get a job or anything like that? You can't just turn up and be like... Cause you've got... There'd be no records of you or anything like that. Any There'd be no ID paperwork. That, yeah, any ID that you had. Would be wildly out of date. It says you or was, in over date. What's the opposite? Because yeah. it's not been... No, out of date, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because it's not, it's not in the correct date thing. So it would be like, you know, it says 1976. Well, it says he was born in the 90s. I'm like, shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'd have the new money that we've got now, you know, new £20 notes and stuff. They'd be like, well, we're not taking this. Well, what the hell's all this stuff? You got a mobile phone? We're going to have to go to the government and show the mobile phone and be like, I am from your future. Listen to me. <laughs> I think because there are people like that that claim that they're from the future. The government don't take much interest in them. Well, they will when I get my mobile phone out. I mean, yes, it'll have no signal and no or Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. What is a smartphone no. without Wi-Fi? It's, it's got nothing, a camera. Is it? It's I've got, got a camera. I've got a calculator. I've got a calendar. True. I've got apps that run with no data. <laughs> I can make it work. Oh, my God, I won't have my charger with me. It's going to die. Exactly. So you've got a fancy-looking phone that will only work for a day, <laughs> depending on battery life. Well, I suppose I would just have to join the merchant navy, jump in a ship, and just go around the world. You could make a couple of bets, couldn't you? I don't know the results of any game things at all. No sports? Not from the 70s, no. Leicester wins the championship. Yeah, but when does that happen? Like three years ago. (laughs) Exactly. So basically, I've got to just hang around until three years ago and then go, oh, put a bet on on this. Yeah, being the president or something. Yeah. Also, future knowledge only works if you, like, know how to do stuff. So, we all, like, use Google and stuff, but me and you wouldn't be able to make a Google, would we? No, not unless we went to, like, Silicon Valley and then went, I got this idea, I call it Oogle. <laughs> and someone would be like, 
I was thinking of something called Google, but no, we're going to call it Google. Yeah, but it's the people that make those stuff. That you seen Hot Top Time Machine? Yeah, I've seen Hot Top yeah, Time uh, Machine. Yeah, he makes Google, it's fine. Yeah. We can do the same thing. He makes Google, but could we make Google? Yeah. I think we'd end up accidentally making Ash Jeeves, the shit version of Google. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah, I think that's what we'd accidentally do. Would you try, here's an idea, would you try and find the Weeping Angels and try just to hit them with a sledgehammer. I mean, you've been sent back in time. What's the worst they can do? Send, send you me back, back again. further. Yeah. No, if they send you back further in time, then your future tech is even more impressive. So if you just keep finding them and getting them to send you back further and further in time, you can pretend to be like a wizard. Exactly, I mean, and then day, you get burnt <laughs> at the stake. <laughs> or a wizard that they fear. Although, again, what would you have? Just an iPhone. Which wouldn't Precisely. work. There's a flash on this! Take that! But actually, we're going to find the angels. We're going to make a deal. You can't move because I'm looking at you. You take me back to the my present, and I'll bring more people to the house for you. I don't think they'd agree to that. Well, they're going to have to. Why? Because if not, I'm going to sledgehammer you, good sir. <laughs> if I went to the house in this time period and I destroyed all the angels... Which is questionable because it's like alien stone. I mean, you could try with the sledgehammer. I, I was... I was half joking about that but, but <laughs> you could give it a go let's assume this works I take out all four of them now, I've destroyed them in this time period there's no angels that will be in the future to send me back now or you could like destroy the house or something like that so if the angels were never there to send me back which means if I was never sent back I could never destroy them we create a paradox where everything just goes round and round and Doctor's going to be forced to intervene when Billy talks to the Doctor the Doctor says if you try and change this you'll destroy three quarters of the universe that would get some time travelers attention wouldn't it it would or the doctor would just take you round the back of the shed and shoot you the or ship you with a sonic screwdriver the doctor wouldn't do that <laughs> maybe maybe you killed more of the people that he likes i mean david tennant doctor like you said he's on a knife edge <laughs> that's because everyone he knows keeps dying <laughs> true yeah but I'm going to destroy the angels. Not necessarily to mess a timeline up for revenge, but if the timeline's messed up in the process, a time traveller intervenes like a, a Captain Jack Harkness or something, then it's all right. It's I'm good. not sure how much help Jack would be. He started the whole, are you my mummy thing? That was him. I know, I know it was. <laughs> He's not who you want on your side. He will do untold damage. Getting back to the plot, Billy talks to the doctor and um the doctor's very sorry that billy's got to take the long way back to the future sally walks out of the police station her mobile phone goes off and it's old billy billy's on his deathbed he's in a hospital sally goes to visit old billy billy says hey yeah i, I went back in time i met another lady she was also called sally and uh, we got married and um i got into publishing videos and dvds so it was billy that put the easter eggs on okay. the 17 dvds uh the dvds are all that sally owns larry's a bit perplexed you only own 17 dvds <laughs> so, luckily it's only 17 i mean if she'd been like a movie nerd that's a lot of dvds <laughs> but yeah sally stays with billy until he passes away of old age or, or whatever and it's quite a sad moment the rain has ended and um, where billy was it was an empty hospital bed and Sally's all fired up now. She's pissed off with these angels. She rings up Larry and goes, Hey, Larry, bring a portable DVD player to this spooky old house at night. Good idea. Is it? Portable DVD player, yes. They are good ideas. No, to the spooky old house no, at night. No, bad idea. <laughs> good. Never used a portable DVD player. I have. I mean, they don't really use them anymore. You just use your tablet now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Has this episode aged well? No. <laughs> 
I didn't think so. Yeah, so Larry brings his DVD player. He's also brought uh, the manuscript of the Doctor's half of the conversation. Oh, I'm sorry, the Doctor Who's half I'm of the conversation. slap con- you. <laughs> of the conversation. He plays the Easter egg, and uh, Sally actually fills in the other half of the conversation. And Larry's all like, ooh, yes, this is this is what I've been looking for on the internet, and starts writing down in shorthand Sally's half of the, the conversation. So through this, the Doctor's able to tell Sally hey, these weeping angels, they're after my time machine. If they get to it, then they'll tear it open and ruin space-time. You have to stop it by getting it to me. You have to find it, get it to me. But don't take your eyes off the angels. Don't blink, because if you blink, they'll get you. They can move super fast, and they'll send you back in time or just snap your neck. It depends what mood they're in. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is very spooky. This is where things kick off. Uh, Larry is left in a room on his own with a uh, weeping angel, which is right in front of him. He's got the scary vampire face. Sally's off trying to find a way out of the house, but the front door's locked, so she's looking everywhere. And Larry is left looking at the angel for about a minute. So, Chris, yeah. survival tip. Don't blink for a minute. Okay. Are we doing it now? Well, I'm not doing it, no. I'm doing it. I've been doing it for the past <laughs> however long we've been recording. So, would you like some facts about blinking and how... Oh, no, you blinked. I did blink. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, would you like some facts about blinking, Chris? Yes. Uh, in in order to fully explain why we need to blink. We blink basically to stop our eyes drying out. Because if you don't blink for long enough, they start to sting in water. So I can keep my eyes open. My eyes are stinging thinking about it. <laughs> I keep my eyes open, just misting them gently with... With water? Yeah, like in a spray form. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Uh, have you seen Clockwork Orange? No. There's a scene in that where they force the main character to watch something that his eyes pinned back open and they use a little dropper just to keep his eyes moist. Uh, that's quite unsettling. I wouldn't like squirt like a. Oh, it won't just be water, it'd be like, you know, eye solution. I, yeah. Eye hydration stuff. Yeah, there's like bits of fat and like a natural. Uh, antibacterial stuff in your eyes as well so don't like spray Dettol in your eye or anything Chris bleach you'd go blind so yeah the average person blinks 12 times a minute or about 10,000 times a day a blink Chris this is how quick the weeping angels move a blink lasts usually between 100 and 150 milliseconds and you blink less when you're reading also when you're looking at screens yes although that does explain why you like sort of go ugh Ugh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Sometimes when I look at a screen for too long, my eyes start to sting. That's probably well, there you again. Go, then. That's because you're keeping them open too long. Yeah, and also like the light from the the screen the isn't light, particularly yeah. good for you. That's why you, if you're looking at your phone before you go to bed, you don't have. That's as, why you put a, a blue light sleep. filter on. Not everyone has that. Although that is the sort of technology that will be good when you're sent back in time. There you go then. <laughs> blue light filter. <laughs> How does it work? I have no idea. <laughs> Just filters out the blue light. <laughs> Do you want to I try can, and not blink for a minute? I, I think I'll do it for about 30 seconds and alternate to close one eye, open that eye before closing the other one. Don't try to close and open at the same time yeah. because there's that split second where it's not going to be... The 100 milliseconds. Exactly. Yeah, I could do that for a minute, easily. You could do. And that's played off as a joke in like the Matt Smith version where Amy's locked in a room with a weeping angel and she's doing that. But I think it's played up for a laugh. Well, I'm using it seriously. It works. <laughs> it would work. But, yeah, Larry turns around for a split second because he's worried that one of the other weeping angels will sneak up behind him whilst he's looking at the current weeping angel. So he turns around. I don't think he blinks when he turns around. 
<laughs> which is painful because when he turns back around, the weeping angel is right there in his face. That would make me shit myself. <laughs> You'd have to jump and, you know, when you jump, not blink. Because when you jump, you yeah. blink, don't you? You can't I mean, help it. Your eyes also close automatically when there's danger in like to protect themselves. So yeah. if someone like even mock goes to punch you or something comes at your face quickly, you blink. Yeah. You blink to protect your eyes because they're gooey and delicate. I think a jump scare might force him to blink. At which point he, he opens get his zapped. eyes again and he's fighting Vikings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sent way back in time. Sally eventually finds a door to a basement. She grabs Larry, drags him down there. The TARDIS is down there along with the three other weeping angels. The fourth one also joins them. Sally manages to open the door to the TARDIS under immense pressure because one of the weeping angels is pointing at the light and turning it out with its finger. Yeah, why have they got magic fingers? I don't know. Magic alien powers. Mm. I don't know. Maybe the rock that they're made from is slightly magnetic or something. It's alien rock that they're made from. Uh, They get into the TARDIS. the The angels start shaking it about. The TARDIS disappears, leaving Sally and Larry behind. Uh, it turns out the Doctor tricked the the angels, so they're now in a square, all looking at each other in a basement in a haunted house. So Which is not a safe way to leave them. True. There was a deleted scene where Larry goes back just to, every so often just to make sure that the angels are still looking at each other. But uh, and does he go back and one's gone? He's like, shit. <laughs> I would shit. Well, if one goes, then they can all go because they're all like looking at each other and, mm. and stuff. So dependent, yeah. That is not safe. I would destroy that house and bury the angels in that basement. No, because... Or like somebody... cement up the basement. Yeah, because <laughs> so what if somebody buys his house and is like, oh, let's do it up. Oh, look, there's these four great-looking snatches of angels. They'd be great in the garden. Let's move yeah, them. Yeah, let's move them from the basement. Although they, they're like, they've got the fang face on, so they wouldn't be so... I think that actual plain stone face is more scary than the actual fang face. Do you reckon? I mean, especially when they've like, got the, their eyes closed and then they just move their hands down just to look. That's... Oh, Creepy. I can't deal with it, Chris. <laughs> they turn to stone when any living thing looks at them, including each other. Yes. How the hell does their home world operate? Blindfolds. What, do you, they, they just all travel around with their eyes shut? Well, I don't know if they've got a home world, because the Doctor says they're creatures of the abstract, which means nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know whether they've got a home world or whether they're like just wandering. Because they can't feed on each other, can they? Because it's just them sending each other back in time constantly. Uh, there's also yeah. another fan theory that the Weeping Angels are Time Lords, or they evolved from Time Lords, because they, they've got control over time. They can send people back in time. Time Lords have a certain amount of control over time. Sometimes. <laughs> it depends. But uh, do you buy into that? No. Uh, part Time Lord? I mean, they may have come from uh, the same thing that Time Lords evolved from. Time Monkeys. <laughs> well, I mean, Time Lords... They gained the ability to regenerate and all that sort, didn't they, from their exposure to the time vortex, but over, like, millions of years and all this lot. So perhaps the Weeping Angels had a similar thing. Because doesn't somebody else get... Uh, is it River Song gets that or something? River Song gets time powers because Amy and Rory did the dance with no pants in the TARDIS. Yeah, while and it was uh, time travelling, so yeah. she was... When ex- a man loves a woman, Chris, in a God, TARDIS. You don't have to, so she... W- <laughs> Again, she got her things from overexposure to the time vortex. Uh, w- w- one exposure, one time when Rory. Yeah, but like super exposure yeah. in one go. Whereas the Time Lords got where theirs were they from... doing it in the TARDIS? Right on the console. <laughs> oh god! So the Doctor's got believers on that. That is very yes, unhygienic. Nasty. That is. So the Angels probably had a similar thing, 
are the Weeping Angels the most deadly villain in Doctor Who? I don't know. I mean, if the Daleks were looking at them, they'd freeze and Daleks would just shoot them. I mean, a Dalek laser could probably yeah. destroy stuff. A Weeping Angel takes a Dalek back in time. Big whoop. But the Dalek will probably be able to still communicate with other ones. Yeah, but a Dalek you can see coming. A Weeping Angel you can't because you think, oh, it's just a statue. It's in the background. You wouldn't really notice it, would you? I suppose not. And no. a Dalek you'd see coming down the street. I mean, they're not shy about their intentions, are they, Daleks? Well, exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just from a pure stealth standpoint. Oh well, stealth. Yes, they are very deadly and dangerous. A Dalek can't be stealthy, unless it came out of its shell, but then it's harmless. Yeah, it's just a one-eyed squid. squid. Yeah, <laughs> just step on it. <laughs> no wonder they're so angry. <laughs> just a brain with tentacles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a year passes after Sally's traumatic encounter with the Weeping Angels. Her and Larry are now running a bookshop where the... I think the DVD shop used to be. I told you, DVDs. Dying. Going out, <laughs> Dying they? format. Uh, Sally catches a glimpse of the Doctor getting out of a taxi with a bow and arrow because she's been pondering this past year, how did the Doctor get hold of all the manuscripts and the facts that he needs? Uh, it turns out it was Sally. Uh, she runs into the Doctor, gives him the folder and goes, Hey, man, you're going to get trapped in the 60s one time. Make sure you have this on you. The doctor's like, yeah, thank you very much. And then they go off and uh, Larry and Sally live a life together. You'd think, because this is past Doctor, yeah. you'd think that like modern Doctor would travel to that point and just make sure that Sally's okay. No, because he knows, doesn't he? So long as everything goes according to plan, she will be fine because she gives me these papers, so I know she's all right. Yeah, but you'd just think like the Doctor would pop in and go, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Listen, do you want to talk about it? Because Weeping Angels, they're fucking scary. <laughs> Or perhaps they finished dealing with this bow and arrow thing. Yeah, but that's past Doctor. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Stuff. Yeah, but past Doctor got wibbly inter- wobbly. Past Doctor was dealing with bow and arrow thing and got interrupted by weeping angels. So now you know. No, I think oh, we never see how the Doctor gets kidnapped by the or sent back in time by the weeping angels. I'm assuming he just goes to the house for whatever reason. Yeah, maybe there's some he like senses some time distortions there. So the TARDIS lands, there, he gets out, they grab him instantly, and then yeah. the angels are like. Hang on a minute, this blue box <laughs> looks good. Mm, and tasty. Doc- and the doctor's like, well, it's a good job I've got these papers, isn't it? Yeah. I like how the doctor just takes them as well. Anybody else would be like, what are you doing? But he's obviously like, well, I'm, go- I'm definitely going to need this, and this is something I must do. Yeah. And he, he accepts that sometimes things don't happen in the right order for him. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. all right, yeah. Yeah. I just think it was a bit rude. She went to all this trouble to save him, and there's not a courtesy call. He's not in even, a rush. Not even a thank you card. He's got a time machine. Why is he in a rush? <laughs> Bloody hell. Why is he taking a taxi? I don't, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. How does he pay for the taxi? Does he make Martha yes, pay for the taxi? Yes, he does make Martha pay for it. Jeez. Why would the taxi driver let the doctor get into the taxi when he's got a bow and arrow? It's a doctor. He's either used his psychic paper or swathed him. I don't know. Doctor Who is confusing. But at least we can get out of every time travel situation now with... Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah. Yes, the famous get out of jail free, uh, which is the best thing that this <laughs> episode has given to us. <laughs> Any time travel problems? It's wibbly wobbly. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So right. Chris, I quite enjoyed this nerding out over Doctor Who. Oh yeah. I like nerding out. Nerd. Fucking. <laughs> God. <laughs> fucking hate nerds. <laughs> uh. Uh, how do people get in contact with us uh, if we got anything wrong? 
uh, about the Rani. Which we definitely did. <laughs> we did, probably did, yeah. Yes. Uh, we can email us show at wecansurvive at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at We Could Survive. Or if you're listening to one of these episodes now, there'll be a comment section somewhere on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, yeah. Stitcher. Or just scroll else. on a wall somewhere and we'll we'll find we'll, it. We'll find it on any wall you put it on. Yes. I mean we could like that. Next week we'll be doing another episode. Probably not about Doctor Who, but it's it's been fun just, you know, a one off. One off like, Docky Who. Yeah, pinpoint on one specific episode of Doctor Who. Well if we're doing that we've got to do gas mask. Are you my mummy? Oh, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I left my jacket in the car. <laughs> Good. I've not got any umbrellas here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All this right. is an umbrella-free podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Weather aside, Chris. Uh, that's it. You can end the we show can, we can now. sign off. Well, thank you to everybody who's been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the British TV sci-fi series. Yes. We'll see you... One-off. <laughs> One-off. Maybe. Maybe a one... There will be more. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see you all next week for... Possibly a possible, But we're not sure yet. Oh, that new Netflix thing. Well, the new Netflix yeah. thing. Yeah, that looks interesting and bloody. Yes. <laughs> but until then, keep on surviving. And don't blink! <laughs> Staring contest, right? Ready? No, I'm going. Come on. Good, no. Staring contest. Whoever blinks first is kicked off the podcast pick your mic up oh you blinked i i win <laughs>